What's good, y'all? It's your man, DJ Playboy, back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. Shout out to everybody out there listening for the first time. Shout out to all our regular listeners, man. Like we always do at this time, I got to introduce the man to my left. My dog, my partner in crime, one of my best friends for damn near like 20 years, right? My homeboy. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. Friends forever. Remember that song from uh, Saved by the Bell? That shit was sick. It's the number five <laughs> hit on the Billboard charts, man. <laughs> yeah, shit. They got Casey Casey on it and shit. That shit was sick. Saved by the Bell, man. What a, that, was, that was a show that wasn't really that good, but for some reason it resonated, right? Well, big time. Well, think about it, man. It was for teens. Like, if you would you really be able to look at some of the shows you looked at when you was a preteen? Would you be able to look at Saved by the Bell? I mean, the, probably the only show that could stand up to the test of time was Hang on Mr. Cooper. <laughs> well, a lot you of those it? shows wouldn't have been as popular because we only had five channels. Oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, well, so that, think, that definitely is true. Yeah, like nowadays, a lot of them shows be like, I ain't watching this shit. <laughs> All right. Now, 10 year olds are watching Breaking Bad. I'm going to cook up some meth. <laughs> Cook up some methamphetamines in a in a trailer. No, because I was just thinking about that. Like you said, like um, you said, say by the bell, and like I was thinking, like Full House. Like for some reason that resonates with like a large amount of people, but that, that has to be the reason, right? Because we ain't had that many options. So well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that was part. I mean, there were good shows, I guess, yeah. for the times. But yeah, definitely. I mean, to to stand out as a show now, you got to be special. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, bro. So what's good, man? How you doing, bro? Another week, another uh, another. Shit, day go by, man. Life is going on. How you feeling, brother? I'm feeling terrific, man. I've been using this black soap on my face. My face been feeling a little bit, uh, a little bit softer. This is black soap that we bought when um, me and wifey went to Morocco. So that was like in, let me see, this is June, like African that black was, soap. African black soap, okay. but Africa is really big, so that different parts of Africa make their black soap different. Oh, okay. So in Morocco. Uh, you know, they make it, it's more of a cream than it is a bar, mm. but like over time, because it's natural, like the, the smell and the consistency of it changes. So we had it sitting there for six months. It smells really, it smells pretty bad, but <laughs> it leaves you extra supple, dog. Now, when you said black soap at first, I was thinking, what do people use like nowadays? That charcoal? Uh, nah, nah, man. It's, it's that, that real, real shit. I mean, it's that real shit. <laughs> yeah, it's that real, it's that real, real shit. Like, you can't take cloth the, of it. Kenton, yeah, the Church Avenue lamb spread. <laughs> That's dope, though, man. You said when uh, you went to where'd you go when you got it? Morocco, you say? Yeah, I got it in Morocco, and I just started using it because it's just been sitting there. Because mm-hmm. wifey buys a bunch of products, I use it too. I won't lie, but they, we just got a closet full of shit that we haven't used yet, full of lotions, and so it's my goal because you know I hate clutter to just reuse them. Mm. So now I'm on the black soap. Put that bitch on, lather it up, put it on your face, and you, I barely need to use lotion after I'm done washing. Just feeling beautiful. How now that you just mentioned, like we're in June right now, so we're about like you know the sixth month of the year, almost at the halfway point for the year. Um, how you feel you've done on your like resolutions for the year, and do you have like any mid year resolutions that you want to complete from now until January? Learn French. That's my from between now and honestly, like. In the fall, because in the fall I'm going to France, so that's really I don't know if that's a resolution or just like well, not a goal you know? homework for me. Yeah, yeah it's a goal. Yeah. I Matter mean, of fact, it's a goal. Fuck it, I'll call it a resolution. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I can't remember what my resolutions from January was, and that's why I, um, 
I, I take my resolutions with a grain of salt. Because you forget them real quick. <laughs> yeah, I forget them. Should have wrote them down, but I'm sure working out was one. It seems it seems like reading, one I do every year. I don't know if it was last year or this year, but I know you said like reading two to three books. Um, well, that was two thousand the beginning of 2018. Oh damn, we've been uh, doing this for a while. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I, that I, I knocked out probably within the first four ish months. Mm-hmm. I think my my goal was to read like a book a month, and I had read like fifteen by the time June came around last year. This year, I haven't definitely reading books and hasn't been a priority for me. The closest I got is I'm listening to an, to an audio book right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that's good. We gonna we gonna remember that. Learn French. Um, and you you already started that, right? So. Yeah, yeah I've, I've been started, but now I'm taking it a little bit more seriously. Maybe um get me a tutor. There's apps. There's apps where you could con- um connect with people who's native who they're native French speakers. Okay. And they like they like to practice their English, and I want to practice my French, so we kind of trade off. Okay. Yeah, you were telling me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. About that, that. Yeah. Now that's um. That's dope, man. Best of luck with that. It, you just said it like you were you were doing it before, but now you've you're taking it to the next level in terms of um, I guess your your dedication to it and just how serious you're taking it. And that's that's something that I've learned with myself. Um, right now I'm trying to step it up in the gym. I uh, had a mm-hmm. buddy take me to the gym like uh, that crunch crunch fitness. I think I was talking to you about it off here. Mm-hmm. Um, he took- the, like the the friends pass. Yeah, yeah, you get one mm-hmm. with him as a guest, and um, it's really. It's really not that different from Planet Fitness that I go to in terms of um, there are more equipment, but I haven't gotten to it yet. So I can't say my experience has been that different going there as opposed to going to Planet. Um, I'm sure if, if I keep going with them, eventually I will try the other equipment. But um, it's more so the fact that I'm going to the gym with somebody and um, the, the my buddy that I go with, he, he, he wants to be a personal trainer. He wants to be a, a fitness coach. So okay. He get, That's he, dope for him. That's dope for both of y'all that he... I like to see people who want to do something and they start doing it before they quote unquote get that first official job. Correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's um and it was funny cuz he never really expressed anything like that, but I've worked out with him um in the past and he's always been a, a you know a good motivator and definitely I learned it's better for me to work out with either like a coach or you know someone like a partner because Better for everybody is that just it is, that everybody right? don't they don't have access or they're ashamed to think they're thinking that um, they need help. Either they're ashamed or lazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. Saying that, oh well, I need help. Either that, or the coach is gonna um, say, well, you you don't perform up to my standards, so fuck you. Like, people are self conscious about that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, now I've, I've realized it myself because, like, he'll be like, all right, what do you think you could do on the treadmill? And I'll say a number, and then. He'll be like, all right, and then, you know, but he'll know I can go farther than I told him. I was like, yo, any number I tell you or any weight that I tell you, I probably could do 20% to 30% more. You know what I mean? It's just my own mental limitations aren't or haven't allowed me to do that. So, you know what I mean? Don't be afraid to push me to the next level. And, and, you know, he proved it a couple times with just speed on the treadmill, uh, you know, (laughs) amount of time. don't end up on Instagram, nigga. End up on no viral video because you, because you told a personal trainer to push you, falling off the treadmill and shit, looking like a goddamn Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> Your body just flattening and start spinning around with the conveyor belt on the treadmill and shit. Nah, but uh, but yeah, speaking of that though, I was running my 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 lungs out yesterday, man. Um, but I how was have, that? I wouldn't have done it. I just wouldn't like you know what I mean because we were doing um. What high? What was it called? High impact interval training. 
No, uh, oh, yeah, uh, high in- high uh, intensity interval training. H I I T. Yeah, we were doing some of that on the treadmill. So basically, we'd go, we'd have a base speed, then we'd have a walk speed, and then we'd have a sprint speed. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you know, we do like a minute at, at one, then turn it up for thirty seconds, then bring. You know what I mean? So it was it was intense. So I ain't going front. I definitely was was soaked. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was um. And I had drank the night before, so I probably was was just <laughs> sweating out straight liquor. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest with you. But that's another thing that I want to do. I want to kind of slow down with the drinking. I, I kind of want to say I want to quit, but I'm not. I, I mean, I still want to drink socially, but more so like just the drinking in the crib. I, like I, I see no point to it. It's the only time I would drink soda is when I drink. So I'm like, I guess if I'm if I'm gonna get more serious about my fitness goals, that's something that I, I want to eliminate or at least uh, greatly cut down. Um, oh. Well, a couple things there. So, uh, well, the booze, yeah. Well, what I found helped, and I don't know if this, because different people have their own ways of doing stuff, mm-hmm. um, is one, buy, when I, the few times I do buy liquor is to buy really nice liquor. Like nice, like, um, you know, for like this 70, 750 milliliter bottle, whatever, whatever the size is, like making sure it's at least like $40, okay. $45 more if I can. Like night, like I like whiskey, so like I would buy like um, Templeton's Rye. It's not super fancy, but it's pretty nice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and but to the running thing, I know you said you don't really fuck with running. To uh, probably a private conversations, you don't fuck with it too heavy because you're trying to preserve your joints. I oh, yeah, well, probably fifty percent that, fifty percent just bitch assness. Like you know, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But but that's what I realized. Like like, bro, it's not gonna break your fucking knees, and ha- you know what I mean. Like obviously, you know your body's limits. If something hurts, stop. I, you know what I mean. Like yeah, no, yeah. No, well, the, the tread the treadmill is pretty good at because the treadmills got at least treadmills and you got good ones than the ones you find in gyms. Mm-hmm. They have like decent shock absorption and all that type of shit. So yeah. actually, if you if you want to run and really save your joints, then the treadmill is probably the way to go. The the way to go. But you know, some people get bored. Of just running in one place for a certain amount of time, so if you want to go outside, the the way to go there is getting a good, getting good running form mm-hmm. and buying some decent shoes, like dropping at least seventy dollars on some shoes. And, and what I what I you just reminded me when I asked me that question is I've noticed that the stuff that I avoid, uh, core work, um, running, dieting, that's all that stuff has probably been the missing key to you know what I mean what i've been doing oh, yeah definitely and then um so i've, I've in this in, in remember that discomfort challenge i've been talking about this is kind of like taking it to like the second phase in terms of physical fitness now i'm actually dieting for the first time and I'm, i don't say that saying i've been on a diet i literally started like two days ago <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'm trying to do like a version of keto and okay and um not too strict with it just to start out but definitely um just at least try to do some discipline to it and it's hilarious because the like day number one i'm doing it i've never got offered so much free pizza before in my life (laughs) (laughs) like i literally had this dude at work that he bought a pizza for himself and bought an extra pizza just to give out to people and it was like it kept reminding me like yo bro you know they got some slices over there son i'm like i'm good (laughs) i'm good i want it so bad but i'm good (laughs) but you know what i mean it's like i've learned that it's all choices it's all decisions and i gotta actually take the sacrifice and take the willpower and actually, even at the end of the night i left work and i went to the gas station and they had pizza there and i i, I was about to buy a slice and i was just like nah it's like you I, it took a little actual mental fight for me not to get one you know what i mean i was kind of yeah. hungry at night i stayed at work a little uh a little later than usual 
And um, that's the thing I'm trying to like do, like actually push myself to do the, the uncomfortable shit. Um, the the running, the, the like I said, the dieting. Even in a conversation I had with my man DJ Show, or just like what we're trying to do with um, with our business, it's like holding each other accountable now. So you know, what I mean, if we say that we want to get something done hitting each other up every day like what are you doing to work towards the goal you know what i'm saying that's something he started doing this week and i felt like it's been really it's been really beneficial for me to face facts about myself you know what i mean it helped me get the podcast out in a timely manner because that was one of the things i listed i wanted to get done as a goal for the week you know what i mean and, right um and then it also helped me to like look and say all right well there's other stuff i said such as i didn't apply to as many jobs this week as i wanted to and you know a goal of mine that was one of my New Year's goals uh, was to to find a new job, and you know what I mean. So I was like, I had I gotta be transparent and be like, I probably could have went harder, you know what I mean, with the job applications this week or whatever. And it's um, it's only so many hours in a day, you know what I mean. So it's like, but rather than making excuses about it and saying da da da, like really just saying, all right, I could I I could be doing this and this, so I'm gonna improve that next week. Hold each other accountable, really. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and to that that um. That point of being accountable, we were talking offline about SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T. Mm-hmm. Um, so and you had asked me what that was. It, was. it means specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. Like we, when you're making goals, like sometimes you say, well, I want to be successful. That ain't no real goal. Oh, I want to I wanna make more money. That's not a real goal. Okay. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I need to, I need to, I'm going to put this podcast out. Neither is that a goal. What's a SMART goal? A real goal is to say that it's very specific that and it's time based and there's some kind of measure to it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So if it's oh I'm gonna put the podcast out, I'm gonna put the podcast out by Tuesday at this time and what you know what I'm saying? Well the measure is that it's one podcast in this time frame that you will put out. So that's okay. the measurement of it. So S M A R T specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. That's the making goal. That's that shit is super important. One cool thing I like that you said, you said um like uh success like to be successful making these this series of decisions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like these a series of actions that you you execute on. Definitely, man. I was listening to Al Sharpton the other day on a show on um Errol Lewis's podcast, and he was like James Brown taught him a lot about discipline. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like that really inspired him. So you notice that that Al Sharpton, he clearly he lost weight and his head stayed the same size. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh but he was like, yo, I was just like, yo, I'm I'm not eating certain things anymore. So like he used to be a um he's a black pastor. So you know, he used to dabble in fried chicken and fried foods and go by people's houses and people as a as a religious leader, people often offer you things and in the form of food. And imagine the discipline it takes to say that, you know, it's free and it's probably delicious. Nope. This is a decision I'm making. This is an action I'm taking. Take being active in your in your own success to say that I'm not gonna take this. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, like to not take food is not inaction. It's an action to say that this is what I'm doing. I'm rejecting this food for now. I'm going to choose another option. He said he just started fucking with salads, mm-hmm. um, cut out all the starch, um, cut out meat for a while, even fish, but now he eats a little bit of fish. Like that kind of discipline. Because he was already successful, but to to attain success in this space of his life in the the, the area of health. It's a different challenge. Exactly. It's a different challenge. He needed to apply some discipline to that. 
It was um the the mental warfare I was going through last night was like on some damn son you got gonna eat this pizza life's short <laughs> yolo you know what I'm saying yeah, and yeah. it's like yo your mind will your mind will go so many places to try to convince you to to do these things but you got to use it to your like yeah life is short I want to attain certain goals I don't want to be the dude with big arms and a and a, and a bear gut you know what I mean yeah. and it just don't make I can't even I, I can't look at my homeboy like yo you need to hit the gym nigga like you need to hit the gym <laughs> you know what I'm saying so right it, like. I'm trying to really have it all make sense and have the whole package come together, and that's part of it. That's that's been a battle for me, you know. What I mean, food choices and yeah, definitely. I threw out macaroni, like you know, mm-hmm. what I mean? like that was hard for me. I cried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but right now, my big challenge is ice cream. I love ice cream. You've always loved ice cream. Yeah, I remember when you and Rick pulled up. Two dudes over 200 pounds just eating eating Sundays and shit. Licking licking the back of spoons. I'm like, where did y'all buy this from? Y'all just pulled up <laughs> pulled up from out of town with, with ice cream and shit. <laughs> How'd y'all keep that shit cold? Yeah, man. Now, yeah, but that's a that's a challenge, right? That's like like sweets for some people. Ice cream might be a challenge, you know what I mean? But that's you gotta and one thing I liked about myself, not to toot my own horn, but I've learned that I have one of those personalities that would do stuff I like to do all the time if I could. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I had to learn how to discipline myself in, in terms of back when I used to smoke. It's like, yo, you can't just smoke all day. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I quit smoking, and then I was, I, I think alcohol was kind of like a replacement for me. And I'm like, this ain't no replacement. This is definitely you can't do this all day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Alcohol is <laughs> just different, man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's <yeah>. different. <laughs> so it was just like, you can't just do stuff you want to you, you want to do. All day. You can't have sex all day. You can't. You know what I'm saying? Play video games all day. You can't just fucking do what's fun. Watch movies all day. You know what I mean? There's gonna be something like Kanye said when 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 you're chasing one, the other's getting away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So as you you might be doing something you like to do, and it might feel good. Something you need to do might be getting further and further away. Yeah, man, it's that series of decisions it gets right back to the the road to success. It's a series of decisions and and um and actions. Mm-hmm. You know, mind state is cool. Like mantras and shit like that they're cool but they never equate to success it's always that series of actions that can possibly come from a mind state some people don't have a philosophy on on life or whatever but they execute on certain actions and they reach a level of success that you know and and what i I say that i say that to say that mind states are cool and making mantras and putting out these lofty goals are cool but unless you're putting boots to the ground they don't mean shit yeah, yeah. I, I've noticed that with motivational speakers. You can listen to a motivational speaker for two hours, get pumped. Then what happens when you turn the tape off? Or, you know what I mean? You turn YouTube off. Or, you, you, know right. you turn the TV off. Like, you got to you gotta make something happen. Um, but yeah, man. Let's, uh, let's get into it, man. This week, Taraji P. Henson um, spoke to a congressional... She had a, a congressional hearing based on uh, the state of mental health in the black community. And basically, uh, some of the stigma that's involved in that. Um, growing number of suicides among African American youth, among other things, she also discussed. Also, um, and we talked about that before on the show. You know, what I mean, how there's mm-hmm. a stigma sometimes with getting help, and and my myself, I'm what four sessions deep in therapy. You know, what I mean, um, mm-hmm. and I, it's been beneficial for me. It's helped me to confront certain things about myself and um, come to terms with certain things about myself and not feel guilty about certain things. You know, what I mean, and um, I think it's been beneficial, but. I could imagine maybe in a different state and time, not even wanting to discuss that on my podcast, not wanting to talk about that with my friends. Maybe if I never had a friend like you who kind of 
cleared the path, you know what I mean? To saying, mm-hmm. yo, this, bro, you know what I mean? Like, when you, obviously, you got a friend try something you think it's cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then they're like, all right, shit, if you're doing it, then I could always push back and be like, yo, Keith did it first. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like, it comes down to that. Like, um, it, it, it took the stigma away from me in my community to do it, and I, I'm glad that she's talking about that. Um, and also, I don't think mental health is necessarily a race thing, but it's good to have somebody that looks like us and talks like us to speak about it for our issues. You know what I mean? Like, um, she herself had admitted to suffering from anxiety and depression, um, and admits that it is a it is a national crisis. You know what I mean? Mental health is a national crisis. Um, let me see. I got some stats here. One in five adults experience mental illness, but sixty percent of them don't receive treatment. Um, Black adults use mental health uh, services at half the rate of white adults. Um, according to the Department of Health and Human Services um, of the of Minority Health, um, black teens are more likely to attempt suicide than their white counterparts. You know what I mean? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just like it, it is an issue. It is um, something that we need to discuss. But how do you feel about Taraji um, just taking the, 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 the flag, you know what I'm saying, for the black community and, and, and speaking on this, these things? I mean that's dope. I think it is added to to other like in recent years that I guess um awareness around mental health in the black community uh floating to the top. Mm-hmm. So you had in well I guess it's fiction but it brings awareness nonetheless the um an insecure when Molly went to the psychi- sorry the psychiatrist or the psychologist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but as far as Taraji being another voice in this I wish there were more. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because the stigma is the stigma is strong. Mm-hmm. It's not like you, if you have like mediocre insurance, like you probably have a mental health benefit in there, and you're not using it. My, I, tr- I strongly believe in everything your job gives you. Milk them for every single drop of it. If your job is offering mental health, even if you just feel if sad, you're if, right? like if you sad. if you're just sad, like if you lost a dollar, you're like damn. I'm gonna go see my therapist. Like that's what you that's what you should be on if your job is if your insurance is paying for it. Mm-hmm. Um and but especially if you have a, a persistent feeling of sadness, like you're just not right from on from day to day. And being black is hard. Like there's a certain level of there's a certain level of anxiety that just comes with existing as a black person. You know what I'm saying? Whether yeah. it's you go to a store and you're looking over your shoulder to see if anybody's gonna harass you or mm-hmm. you're you're wondering like that that feeling of like uh is this motherfucker racist or am i tripping and you really that's a real question man am i tri- am i tripping like you <laughs> try to check yourself look at your look at the palms of your hand make sure that shit is still real yeah, yeah. but then on yeah. top of that you got people that look like you that might be looking at you and then you're like is this motherfucker trying to fight me you know what i'm saying is he disrespecting right. right now so it's yeah it's, a, it's it's a lot of ptsd that i think that comes with it yeah mind. but on the on the other end it's it, Conversely, people, black people, just there's a stigma around it for some reason. I don't know. It's probably a mixture of things. Like, this is a lot of pride with, with our people. Like, we have been oppressed or we are being oppressed and um, we're disadvantaged in society in certain ways, but still we persevere. So, mm-hmm. I don't need your handout. I don't need your help. I'm not, you know, I mean, God willing, I don't need to take welfare, so I don't need to talk to somebody who don't know me and doesn't know my struggle. Or so they think that they, this, that um, a psychotherapist doesn't know their struggle. And then there's also the religion thing, all right? There's a, religion is, is a, 
a strong backbone to the to, to the black community, the black American community. So like that was kind I've of a t- therapy kind of you mean? With as far as religion, just mm-hmm. in general, it's as far as the the culture of the black the black American community is mm-hmm. pretty. It's a strong influence. Yeah. So I've told people, oh, you should consider seeing a, you having these feelings. Consider seeing a therapist, and then they will say, well, nah, I got God. You know, oh, and as if like therapy is anti, as if therapy is anti God, and yeah. also I don't need no additional help. And I, honestly, I don't think these motherfuckers is partying on Saturday night and fucking <laughs> snorting coke. I don't think these <laughs> is God, but it's a good it's a good way to short circuit a conversation. So, Jesus so, so, drives so the wheel st- for me <laughs> because I can't say no. You don't, nigga. God ain't gonna be. I, they know I can't say that shit, or they know I can't say God ain't enough. Yeah. But but what, what I would say is that. God helps those who helps themselves. You know True. what I'm saying? Like, Amen. Amen, my brother. <laughs> so you can't just, you can't just like, oh, God's got this. It's like a motherfucker getting, you know, cancer or some shit. Like, nah, God's got this. Nah, nigga, you need to go see an oncologist. I'm going to just get faded and step behind. Jesus got the wheel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drive exactly. home. <laughs> yeah, no, it don't work yeah, like man. that. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, and then. It's 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 always some type of excuse, right? It's like it's the stigma. It's uh, it's the religion, or, or it's not that. I, I talk to my pastor, you know what I mean. That's enough for me. Yeah, but he's not trained in that, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's not his his calling. And sometimes it's good to just talk to somebody. That's that's their job. That's what you're paying them to do. What I like from therapy, and and you know what I mean, just not to, I mean, you know, like to be transparent with it. I like the fact that it's an hour dedicated to me. Like where else in my day do I get an hour just to talk about my issues? Yeah, no one, <laughs> no. I, this, there are very few people. That like no one has a friend that's trained in that shit and's paid to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, is you know somewhere out there there's friends who who are like that. But chances are, if you're listening to me talk right now, you don't have that friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have a friend who's trained to to just listen to you for now. Because when you let your problems out on a friend, oh, you know, you know, I I, I have conflicted feelings about my dad. He's nurtured me, and you know, but you know, but. But then again, he's also this horrible person to other people or some shit like that. And your friend will say some shit like, yeah, that reminds me of that time that I had this boyfriend. (laughs) Uh And that's not what you need in a situation like that. You need a professional to really help you deal with this stuff. Uh, Definitely. Um, So like we said, we said that before, you know, shout out to other people in the community that uh, are pushing the Charlemagne to God. Definitely is um, big on mental health. In the black community, and and we Kanye uh, West is a spokesman for it as of late. He is definitely, um, and 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 we are also, you know, what I mean, if if you think that you know you might be going through something, I I would much prefer you to talk to somebody than to um do something that may hurt yourself or other people. You know what I mean? I, I'm big on that. It just it, you owe it to yourself. You know what I mean? You deserve an hour, thirty minutes or an hour to talk about what's going on in your life, and you might not be able to talk about that with your homeboy, like like Keith alluded to, or your homegirl. So maybe you're embarrassed about the stuff you got to talk about. Maybe you have issues towards your kid, but you like, if I tell my 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 mom that, or if I tell my sister that, she's going to look at me like I'm a bad mom or I'm a bad father. You know what I mean? So you yeah. need to talk to someone that's not going to have that judgment on you. And uh, it's helpful. I, like I said, I'm four sessions deep. I intend to continue on with it. And uh, I feel like it's it's definitely been one of the best decisions I've made uh, this year. What's the what's the biggest change you think that going to you know you're only four sessions deep, but what's the biggest change you feel um, tangible change as far as like how you operate or maybe how you think or how you process the world? Um, in terms of changes, it, it, probably the biggest thing is just like 
realizing the thought comes first before the emotion. So if if for instance, like anger, or if you got you know, like I had an issue with anger, realizing that your anger comes after a thought, and you can you can shut that thought down with another thought. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or in terms of taking care of your child, not reacting to it, but realizing this is an ongoing process. So let the thought of don't let the emotion of your kid acting up or your kid uh doing something annoying get you. Let the thought control it and realize, okay, well, the goal is this. The goal is to get her to behave like this. So me screaming and me yelling isn't gonna help. You know what I mean? So uh how can how can I approach this? And just taking that extra step. But but more so the changes, because I don't think that I've I've had I've had that many changes really approach me. It's more so just coming to terms with things and and not feeling a guilt about certain things you know what i mean and and understanding just being human and 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 being able Mm -hmm. to forgive myself and say you know things aren't perfect and things may not be the way i am but i'm still an i am an unfinished product but i'm still a a a great product you know what i mean i'm still a great person and and don't beat yourself up for every goal not obtained don't beat yourself up for every um task that didn't get finished and you know realize there are reasons for certain things there's a reason why you might have an attitude towards this and it's not necessarily good or bad but now you know the reason of it now you can kind of come to terms with it a little bit better you know what i mean yeah so i i like i said i think i don't know if that answered your question but i think it's been very very helpful in just terms of just my development of where i'm at six months since you know what i mean or i haven't been going for six months but six months since the beginning of the year started i just feel like i'm in a better space in terms of just in terms of myself and just my happiness you know what I mean? Dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely want to send thoughts or prayers out to uh, David Ortiz, aka Big Poppy. Um, he was shot in an attempted murder attempt. Um, sorry, a suspected murder attempt. Shot in the back, close range of the Dominican Republic. Um, the authorities believe the hit was carried out for four hundred thousand pesos, which equals about eight thousand American dollars. Um, authorities believe that. The hit may have been ordered by two men in um in in, in prison, two uh, inmates, Jose Eduardo Cipion LeBron, uh, I might be pronouncing that wrong, and most likely <laughs> Carlos Rafael Alvarez. Um, mm-hmm. they already have attained have uh, detained and arrested six men uh, with an uh, ongoing manhunt for a seventh suspect. Um, David Ortiz, you know, it was a serious shot that went through his back and um, went actually through his stomach also and, and, and struck his friend in the knee, um, in the leg, I mean. And it was, if you see the video, it, it, it could have been much worse. Um, it, you know what I mean? It, it was a terrible thing that happened to him, and thoughts and prayers are definitely with him. During the efforts to save his life, they had to remove parts of his small and large intestine um, and his liver as well. I, I heard initial reports say parts of his colon. And so, you know what I mean? Definitely it's an ongoing recovery process for Big Poppy, but... We could have been saying rest in peace right now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it kind of just brings along the same thing of that that PTSD that we have as growing up as minorities. You know, obviously, you know, he's he's, he's Hispanic, he's Dominican Republic. It's the same thing, though, you know what I mean? Going back to the hood that you grew up in and feeling comfortable in, and now you have to worry about somebody taking your life. Yep. Yeah, whereas... You know, I mean, white privilege might not necessarily have that same thing, even though, <laughs> even though Christoph Porzingis did get snuffed going back to his hometown as well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's all about stuff you have to deal with when you have fame and you go back home. You know what I mean? Um, Is he from the hood, Christoph? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know what's the hook. I don't even know where Christopher Porzingis is from. <laughs> I know he ain't from America, but Latvia, some shit like that. Is he from? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, people are jealous. People are just jealous. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, he's from one of them countries that have a whack basketball team, but a dutty shot putter. Like one of them <laughs> shits. <laughs> I, I work with a, um, a dude from the UK, and one of the first things he asked me is like, "Why would somebody um, try to kill David Ortiz?" And I was, I mean, I was like, he probably was messing with his girl or his wife or something like that. Like, you're making a joke. But I was like, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, it's, it's jealousy, really. That's all it comes down to. And there's people out there that are just really not happy to see somebody shine and be able to shine in front of their face. You yeah. Know what I mean? The fact that you're there, obtainable, and able to touch, that literally offends certain people. And, you know, he might not deal with that, being from the UK or when he goes back home. But um, some people do, you know what I mean? And, and it's, it just really sucks in life that as you obtain success and, even, and and you go back and you do things to help people out in that same community is the same place where you could be taken out. Yep. Sad, man. You, looked at, you just looked at Nipsey. Mm-hmm. We just seen that with Nipsey. Yep. Um, and then, I mean, just, I mean, just look, look, DR, man. What the hell is going on over there? It's like the... Yeah right. <laughs> but they had that's where the resorts was at, where people was getting yeah. um was like, poisoned. The, the count now like five or six people in, within the last few months or something. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I seen it on the the post yesterday. They they, they seen it, but it was coincidentally I had read an article about a Mexico resort doing the same type of thing where they had tainted alcohol. They were trying to like because you know how you have unlimited drinks at these resorts. Yeah, they were trying to like manufacture their own alcohol. Wow, they were trying to do some prison toilet type shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be gangster. Probably they just in had a real toilet. <laughs> a real toilet. Because <laughs> people was getting sick. Like you know, what I mean, some lady came back and, and was like, she knew it was from the drinks. She knew it was something. You know what I mean? She was like, it's got to be something to drink. So as soon as I drank this shit, I felt weird. And um, the, the joint I read in Mexico, this this girl and her brother both drowned. They were able to save the brother, but the girl uh, passed away, and like her family suing, and they believed that that was the cause of it, like tainted uh, tainted alcohol. That's insane. Yeah. I think uh, I think it's the DR one where um, the dude, the it's the Hard Rock. I think it was yeah. the Hard Rock Hotel and Resort, which yeah. is crazy. Like it ain't no local dude, like uh, some local swindler. Like it's like, I mean, it's an international swindler. Swindler, <laughs> Hard Rock. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Oh man, crazy man! I, you know it's crazy when people ask, "Yo, where should I go for vacation?" I'm like, "Yo, it depends. What's your budget like? Like, you, you know, you got like kids, like you got expenses." I'm like, "If so, then DR is the way to go. Like, you get a crazy bang for your buck. You can have a nice, luxurious vacation for like a little bit of money." But I guess niggas want to live, like literally live right now. So Word. DR is <laughs> definitely not on the list. You got you to buy your look in the airport now, I guess. Yeah, or you got to bring your own <laughs> shit. Be like, nope, I'm good. And, you know, you keep that unlimited shit. I'm going to buy my own. Like, you know it's all inclusive, right? <laughs> nigga, fuck that. <laughs> nah, nigga. Bring your own loaf of bread. And you bring some survival <laughs> shit, mad beef jerky. <laughs> you be the only nigga by the pool. Yeah, <laughs> 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 word. You got your shit set up like a picnic. You pack no clothes, just one swimsuit and some sweatpants. Because everything else is just fucking waters, the Poland Springs and fucking Smirnoffs. <laughs> Insane and baloney. Shit I'm that don't live, spoil. Baby. I'm trying to live, baby. I ain't nothing in DR. But these deals are scandal proof. <laughs> Yo, shout out to the Toronto Raptors, man. They won the first NBA title this week. 
Shout out to y'all. I, 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 shit, if you'd asked me at the beginning of the season, I'd have been like, they were front runners to get it, but not. I didn't think that they would come away with it. You know what I mean? Um, no, yeah, not in their first yeah. season. I mean, because you know why? Last year they were real close. Like if if they didn't change anything on the team, I'd have been well. I guess last year they were like, oh, Toronto Raptors might make it to the finals. Yeah, and then they got uh, stepped into LeBron. <laughs> then they, they, yeah, then they ran into LeBron, and they had the coach of the year and all that shit. So they made some tweaks. And had they not made any tweaks, I would have still been like, man, I think they'd make it to the finals. Maybe. And then lose. But they did make a tweak, man. They got that the robot Kawhi Leonard. The the quote unquote greatest player in the NBA now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that, that with air quotes, but yeah. um But that dude is ironically hilarious. I, I was telling y'all, man, I'm sure he's hilarious behind closed doors. He probably got some sick setups, some dope punchlines. <laughs> Nigga, joke structure is off the chain, like, because the dude is so insanely robotic in public. Like, even when he make dope plays, like he don't celebrate. Mm-hmm. People's like yelling in his face, talking shit to him. He doesn't react. Not at all. Yeah. One well, one thing I'm glad that he's off the Spurs because like you see him dunk a lot more this year. Yeah. yeah but, uh, Coach Popovich didn't allow that shit, man. This thing <laughs> is, he's on 1960s rules. Apparently not. You got to pass four, four times if we're, <laughs> for a <laughs> yeah. shot attack. <laughs> you got to shoot free throws underhanded. <laughs> but Kawhi's the third uh, person to w- become finals MVP on two different teams. Um, that team had no lottery picks in their starting lineup. Um, Marcus Gasol joins his brother Powell as uh, becoming the only brothers to win uh, NBA titles. And Jeremy you know, Lin. Oh, my fault. Go ahead. Nah, I was just saying all all the made up records, man. The only two brothers. I guess, I guess that's a thing. Yeah, nah, yeah. I well, guess now that how many a, brothers have really played? Like Horace Grant and uh, <laughs> what's his Harvey. name? Harvey. Grant. <laughs> I think <laughs> Howard Grant or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, and then uh, Horace, like I got all these rings, nigga. <laughs> word, I, I don't. <laughs> There's um Draymond Green and Danny Green. <laughs> I don't know. But um, Jeremy Lin winning the title, that's huge for Lin Sanity. Lin Sanity continues. Well, big ups to, to Jeremy Lin, uh, New York stand, former New York Knicks stand up. It's funny. I saw um, like a, if you want to call it a stat, it's along the lines of those stats, like the only brothers to do this or the only dude under five, under six foot six to do that. Mm-hmm. Like those are very specific, super stratified type stats. <laughs> to to win those, a title on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the last, I forgot how many years, like a, somebody who has played on the New York Knicks has won a title. You have J.R. Smith, and you got now it's Jeremy Lin. And, oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's yeah. That's, that's yeah. R- random stats for y'all. Maybe the first Asian champion, right? I feel like we would have heard that by now. They would have dropped that stat. Yes, but it's like, can we say nah, this? They, Is that they, a- they sitting on that one. They don't, somebody got it, but they don't know how to say it. They don't know who should say it. They're like, well, can Bomani Jones say it? Nah. I don't know. Can uh, Rachel Nichols? Nah, definitely not, nigga. What's wrong with you? <laughs> should should was that dude the Asian dude that was with Bo- oh, Pablo Torre Pablo Torre can, can can he do it nah that's two on the nose we got to <laughs> no offend Pablo <laughs> also man people say the Drake curse is officially over I get I don't believe it is but <laughs> you know what I mean like Drake fine Drake you can't front Drake is definitely not front running he's been the biggest um Toronto Raptors fan. 
Um, no, yeah, he's he's well, I don't know if the, the biggest. I mean, I'm sure he was a Toronto Raptors fan, but you know, lately he's just been showing up like that. Yeah, and has really maybe good seats. Before, <laughs> yeah, he has really good seats. I don't know, maybe before he didn't have the money or the time, but um well, I guess he, he it's profitable for him to be an ambassador in that way, to mm-hmm. be like the the talk of the town. Yeah, the, his logo is like on there, you know when they do those press conferences, uh-huh. and they put the like little curtain behind them with like sponsors mm-hmm. on them. Yep. Like his logos on that. I think he um he sponsors their practice uniforms. Oh, that's oh that's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, Drake. You know, I don't know if it's a curse as much as it. It's just hoping Drake doesn't succeed because he's such a thirsty fan. Just Not just with basketball. With the basketball, see, like the basketball, I get and I actually like it. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's touching players and coaches on the floor that I feel a way about but everything else I'm cool with like him being passionate in that way it's like Spike Lee he's like you know they're Spike Lee yeah but, yeah exactly yeah but, but like him, him he's with Kentucky or Kansas whichever one it was or boxers just oh just enjoying the fact that he gets to be in their company I, I don't know it's just weird to me it's groupy <laughs> flow they were interviewing him after, and he could have swore like he just won. He was like, "Man, we did this with heart." And, wow. and, you know what I mean? And we, uh, people want to make memes, make a meme about this. I'm like, "All right, Drake, <laughs> you you acting like you just came off the court right now." Slow down. Yeah, like Kawhi, I wonder if, how Kawhi feel about him because like Drake just seems like the type of dude that Kawhi never wants to be around. <laughs> like never, ever, ever wants to be around. You know why? Because. Kawhi, and not to compare black ball players to drug dealers, but you know, drug dealers, like the professional ones, not the flashy ones who get caught, but the ones who are like, nah, nigga, like, I don't, I don't got no bread. I'm chilling, but they really big time. <laughs> worth millions of dollars and shit. Yeah, they worth millions of dollars, but they just rock guest jeans. <laughs> like they, they, you know, maybe a nice watch, but low key, like a Rolex, but it has like a black leather band. Like that's Kawhi. Like he's big time, but like, he's like, nah, just cool nigga. Like he didn't even want to give a nigga a pound in private. That's hilarious. That's imagine like that's how low key he is. Like so, like Drake comes around with all like the, the 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 boisterous shit. I can't see. He probably don't touch Kawhi. Kawhi probably checked him one time. Said, "Nah, nigga, I don't." Not here. He pulled, pulled him aside and had a conversation with him. <laughs> pulled him aside and said, "Listen, dog. Nope. That's <laughs> not no sorry, Bob. That ain't happening here. You go do that shit with Fred Van Vliet." <laughs> <laughs> oh, they brothers too. Actually, they, look, they, they are. They, <laughs> First brothers to win a, a Grammy and a title in the same year. <laughs> Fred, Vl- Fred Van Vliet and Aubrey Drake Van Vliet. <laughs> Yo, you, so you think Kawhi's gonna stay? Oh boy, that's a tough one, man. Like, it goes right back to that whole. He's just a weird guy. Like, can't read him, right? And it's kind of good because that's like how regular people are. It's like I don't know. I don't know if I want to. You know, I just did something real big. Is this the peak, or can I do this somewhere else? Do I even care to do this again? I don't know. Can I go somewhere warm? You know what I mean. Can I go somewhere warm? Rock these New Balances. <laughs> My man did it with New Balance. Yo, <laughs> New Balance. They done cashed out. That was the gamble of the year. They, they never out. going on sale again, man. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yo. And New Balance wasn't corny. I'm not like you know. What I mean, there's like people in certain regions, like DC. I, I, I think New Balance is is kind of big or whatever. But it's not like New Balance is corny. It's not Skechers. You know what I mean? Like New Balance. New is Balance is boring. Like it's. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. And I'm not even saying it in like a derogatory way. It's like it's not it's good running shoes, right? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's, it's good shoes. Like <laughs> they're sensible shoes. Yeah. I mean, they make they make some some hype beast type shit. You know, people buy them because and they're pretty expensive. 
I got yeah. a pair of New Balances. The arch support on that bitch is terrific. Feet feel supported. Oh, boy. But yeah, <laughs> yo, a finals MVP now. But they're dope in a way that, you know, now everybody, all of them stars are wearing those really, except I think the Balenciaga makes those really big, chunky sneakers that look like some um, orthopedic shits. Yeah. But now other brands are copying that. Everybody's making these big, chunky old man shoes. But New Balance has always been making big, chunky old man shoes. But the difference is that old men were actually rocking them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now, I mean, I, I guess there's some kind of like spice to it now that it's so corny that it's dope. Mm-hmm. New Balance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Though you, you see old dudes rocking them shits. The old dudes who could barely, like the rest of their bodies broken down, but somehow their legs and feet are moving. It's because of them New Balances. And them New Balances is like $225 that they be wearing. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, they, 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 like they told you, like they talking about the art support and how these are the best running shoes I've ever had. Yo, man, <laughs> yo, my my shoes retail for about one seventy five, but I got them for one twenty five. Terrific, man. Felt, felt like a deal. <laughs> it was a deal, man. Like I, I, I felt bad about spending because I haven't spent that much money on sneakers in a minute. I've, I spent most of my money on like leather shoes, but man, these shits is terrific, man. Yeah, I'm an old out. man. <laughs> you apparently, apparently, uh, shout out to the Toronto Raptors, Drake, uh, Masayu Jerry for being the GM of the year and, and taking a gamble and getting all the way to the fucking NBA championship. And being accused of hemming up some sheriff. <laughs> you seen that, right? <laughs> I'm like, yo. <laughs> sheriff was like, who are you? Who are you? Like, nigga, I'm Masayu Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> nigga, learn the name, nigga. <laughs> That's hilarious, though, man. They got to let that one slide, man. It's, it's sports. Some. You know, in what the fuck, man? Like they, this guy, <laughs> this guy—he's the the reason for this championship. Like, Ko, you see Kawhi, but but and you see he like got niggas the championship, but like Usai, whatever this nigga's name is, like he's the one <laughs> who put this shit. Like he engineered this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like your iPhone, right? Like. You look at it, but man, Steve Jobs, man, I'll get that nigga a massage or whatever. But nah, like, you need to be talking to some dude whose name you don't know, nor can you pronounce. That really is the, the, the reason for that beautiful iPhone in your hands. He's the reason for the FaceTime. He's the reason. He made the FaceTime. This dude put together the dope-ass mic. This dude put, got the idea to put two camera lenses in the same phone. Like, it's nuts. <laughs> Usamu <laughs> Jerry, man, that's yo, and this dude try to hem him up. That's insane. He snuffed the shit out that cop. <laughs> yo, so my this video of it, go past, I've only read that, about it. Nah, I don't oh. think this video. Not that it has come out yet, but the fact that they let him go past, like <laughs> he still got to go on the stage and everything. And they like, yeah, we gonna we gonna get you. You gonna get yours? Yeah. Eat, <laughs> eating the banana, like I don't like that shit, right there. <laughs> Word. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yo, shout out to the Raptors, man. It's been a crazy season. Basketball's done now, so I gotta find something to watch now. Shit, that was all I was really watching the past couple months. Yeah, um, I don't got, I don't got nothing. I'm just chilling. Yeah, it's good. It's a good time. Work out, you know what I mean. Read some. Books. Yeah, well, you know what? It's supposed to be like that. That's why there's no good TV and there's no good sports. Right? Yeah, yeah, summertime. I mean, it's the WNBA. You go watch that. <laughs> wow, you laugh. <laughs> wow. You no, know, they got the women's soccer too. They, they. Beat some 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 chick Thailand, thirteen zero, and they were celebrating like motherfuckers. 
That was ignorant, though, man. Like, I don't understand how people defended it. But like, yeah, I mean, they earned it. I mean, it was ignorant. All right, fine. They earned it in sports. You, you rub it, shit in people's face. But, like, they were just thrashing them. Nah, but I didn't notice. And I guess in soccer, your points accumulate. Okay. So, yeah, so it's like... Those well, the celebration wasn't necessary, then. Yeah, like, the, celebrate, yeah, the celebration up. was extra. <laughs> they was doing piggyback rides. <laughs> yo, the shit was getting ridiculous. <laughs> yo. Well, well, think of this. When football players, like a receiver or whatever, like when they make a dope catch and do that whole first first down thing, I be hearing old white dudes like, man, I wish they wouldn't do that shit. Or in baseball, right? <laughs> flipping the bat, bat or whatever. And all that shit, yeah. These chicks yeah. out there doing backflips. <laughs> yeah. Now these these athletes here, you know, they beat people 13 you know, I didn't I'm not a, a huge soccer f- football fan, football fan, but you know, I didn't so I didn't realize the whole the points accumulate. However, man, the decorum. I don't know if that's just the culture of <laughs> Of soccer, I don't know if that's just what it is, but my God, I've seen, I've seen players in other sports do much less, and people be like, "Man, this dude is classless." Mm-hmm. I don't well, know. and it's also there's also a race aspect too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, white privilege. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Strikes again. If Skylar Diggins started doing the WAP or the Watusi or some shit after like a, a layup, like people would go nuts <laughs> on that shit. Like, man. They say some shit like, "Man, these women are losing their goddamn mind." Scott they deserve to twerking. be paid less. Shit like that. <laughs> Out here twerking on the court. Yeah. Yo, yeah, like, insane. Hey, you can't. It's, it's it is what it is. But, um, I, yeah, it, 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 I, I'm not against celebrations, but I'm like, if you're winning about that much at a certain point, it's like, why you just don't <laughs> like like score your goal and then you know what I mean, like rock out. But I can't. I've never been in the World Cup. I never made it to a World Cup, so I don't know. Yeah, I can't say that if I, I was, and I ain't gonna lie, you ever like smack like demolish the team in like basketball or something like that? <laughs> it does feel good, even if they suck. Yeah, but I was never <laughs> professional though. I was never, yeah. you know, say like when you a kid, like you don't know if that'll ever happen again. If you're professional, it might. It just very well may happen again. Or if you if you made it to any level above, um. High school, it may have so you gotta act act like you've been there before, pretty much. Yo, shout out to my man Jeremy. I forgot his Pierre actually. Uh, my man Jeremy Pierre from junior high school. That's my dog. We used to play basketball, but he used to be nice, but he used to play on the shitty court. <laughs> He'd be out there like schooling motherfuckers, getting a layup, and he used to catch his own rebound after it goes in and slam it on the ground. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest shit I ever seen. Yeah, in my I remember life, that bro. shit. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> Niggas on the other court be like, yo, come play over here, son. Nah. <laughs> Y'all got this dude, but nah, man, I'm over here, kid. I'm, <laughs> I'm over here, bro. <laughs> I'm over here, bro. The, That's what I do. Playing with the handicapped kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, that's another episode in the books, man. We got to wrap things up a little early today because niggas got shit to do. But uh, Keith, where can people find you at on social media, bro? Instagram. At me and my underscore 35. Dogs are a barking. <laughs> the dogs where my dogs at um hit us up on instagram at perfect talk radio uh if you want to keep up with the fam you can follow me your boy dj playboy on instagram at plicka peasy p-l-i-c-c-a-p-e-e-z-y on twitter at dj playboy and of course uh you can check out my radio show the night shift on the mixcloud app and mixcloud.com big things of guan new episode dropping soon 
Um, website coming soon. Summer plans coming soon. Shit, keep you say you're not watching nothing new right now. You ain't got no like Netflix pick of the week. I heard nah. that. Uh, you know what somebody told me the um the joint about the Central Park Five. Um, mm-hmm. How they how they view us? I could be messed up the title. Yeah, or like whatever. That. But they, when you on Netflix, you'll know what it is. It's the yeah, yeah. Ava DuVernay joint. Yeah, I heard that was really good. I heard yeah, the, the yeah. Exo- I mean, that's definitely the exo- on the queue. Yeah, the Exonerated Five. I should call them. They go by that now. But yeah, well, right, because she said that she didn't want to use the that that name, the Central Park Five, in the title of the movie. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, why like to get rid of the negative context? You know what I mean? Let's make a positive out of it. Yeah, and by the way, that prosecutor, <laughs> her. Uh, not to say that her career is ruined. Um, she's had a nice, fruitful career since yeah. since those times. But um, her reputation, her reputation, yeah. and she lost a lot of opportunities, like current opportunities that you know she being on a board of this and people like her publisher dropped her and all. Oh, this really? Kind of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I they canceled that. her. That's crazy because the shit. Because oh, well, it's not like this shit is just coming to light though. You know what I mean? There's been documentaries and shit. But that's how people do, right? Well, but, but, now it's kind of, well, also, it's been dramatized. Now it's more yeah, entertaining, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Amazon, you got Amazon, well, you do have Amazon Prime streaming. You ever just, like, I know we wrapping it up, but real quick, you ever um, been surfing around Amazon Prime video? I have, but, yeah. So uh, it's funny. So what they'll do, they'll have, like, some shit that's hot now. They'll have uh-huh. some version of it that came out, like, 10 years ago or okay. 15, 20 years ago that has the same name but is nowhere near as dope. Mm-hmm. So I saw, like, a, vi- a video on on the joint called Central Park 5. And I'm like, oh, word, they got Ava DuVernay shit? Nah, man, it's some different shit. <laughs> it's some, some, They're trying to get the clickbait? <laughs> yeah, man, or, like, Black Panther. Like, they'll write, write when Black Panther's hot on Amazon Prime Video. They'll have Black Panther, but it's about, like, the real Black Panthers, but... It's the version that some white dude wrote, like some documentary, some white dude directed. So it's like, well, the Black Panthers were a terrorist group, a terrorist group from the 60s and 70s revolution. And I'm like, yo, what? Nigga, I was looking, I'm trying to see T'Challa in them. Anyway, man. Yeah, but but the OJ, the OJ shit, like the OJ shit, we lived through OJ, but watching the fucking, um, the 30 for 30 Mm-hmm. And uh, the the uh, uh, Made in America is it was called, and then they had the the, the drama also, um, the FX. I think it was on FX, right? Yeah, yeah. So that that brought people a whole other generation to liking the shit. Niggas is like, fuck Marsha Clark, <laughs> all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Watching they bring out that that uh, the new Michael Jackson movie whenever that comes out. Not the shit, shit with Flex Alexander. I'm talking about whatever they, whatever they. <laughs> Whatever they put out in five, ten years, directed by Ronan Farrow, oh my God, that's gonna put a whole new light on uh, Michael Jackson. I forgot about the flex Alexander Michael Jackson <laughs> shit that you just said. <laughs> but yo, man, it's perfect talk. Uh, episode sixty four, man, we up out of here, brothers. Get to the shit we got to get to today. Keith, say goodbye to the people, dog. Peace. Peace. <laughs>